Hello, everybody, and welcome to All in One Dallas Sports. My name is Jake Riding, and I'm here today with my co-host, Matt Grimes. Today is May the 26th. It's Wednesday, and we are definitely fired up here at All in One Dallas, as our Dallas Mavs have just won the first two games of the series against the Los Angeles Clippers. Getting a little revenge on them. They were playing both games in L.A., too, and L.A. was heavily favored in both games. But the Mavs totally dismantled the Clippers, sending them into a panic. What are the Clippers going to do? How do the Mavs close the series off? Mac and I are going to tell you answers to both these questions and much more today here as we talk about the series. So last night, uh, better the day for me was KP over 19.5 points, and with a dunk with about two minutes left in the game, went ahead and sealed up the uh, W. He finished with 21 or 20. Um, so that was my bet of the day uh, for yesterday. My bet of the day for today is Lightning money line minus 145. Um, Last game at home for them in this series. Um, I expect them to close it out. Um, Jake, what is your two plays of the day today? You're muted. Damn. Okay. All right. So my two plays of the day, I placed the first one last podcast. That was... Atlanta Hawks covering two against the Knicks. They're playing that game tonight. And I'm going to add another NBA game in for my play of the day. I'm going to say 76ers spread over the Wizards. I think they can beat them by nine. The spread is eight and a half right now. So, yeah, that's my two plays of the day. Um, and going back to the last part of you listened, we had a parlay for a plus 1,400. Um, and we won the four games yesterday. And we have four more today. And those games are Jazz 76ers money line, uh, which is NBA. And then in the NHL, we have the Lightning money line, which is my play of the day. Um, and then Islanders plus 1.5. It's the puck line um, at home up 3-2 in the series. I don't think they want to have a game seven in Pittsburgh. Um, so I'd look for them to close out the series tonight. And the last couple games of that series have been decided by one goal or less, so the puck line covers us there, even if they do lose. Um, so that is what's left on the parlay of the past two days. If you listen to pod number three, and listen up, people, we're up nine point six six units as of right now. We'll see, we'll update you on that tomorrow. Hey, scared money don't make money. You know, <laughs> you got to throw to win. Absolutely. Hey, we're making people money over here, so y'all should listen up. So. Do you want to get into reactions from game two? Absolutely. We're super excited about this game. Just no one had no one had the Mavs going up 2-0, except for Mavs fans, I feel. All of the media, all the sports center, all the analysts, the guys that get paid to watch these games and make their predictions, all of them had the Clippers. Yeah, and I mean I after the, I really did think we'd take game one. I did not expect this to take game two. Um, uh, I didn't either. It just changes the whole 
trajectory of the series and puts way more pressure on the Clippers. Um, coming back to the AAC, um, over 15,000 people. I mean, it's going to be the loudest the AAC has been since the 2011 finals. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And it's not even going to be totally full capacity. But or they've, they've actually rocked. changed it. It's, they're doing like standing room only now for some sections. Oh, like really? it is going to be, going to be packed. packed. <laughs> um, but also an uh, interesting thing for game three that I'm looking forward to is a short storyline is this is Lucas first playoff game in front of his fans. And like, he's That's talked right. about it his whole career, how excited he is to play in front of like his like fans and in the bubble, like mass fans were like, no fans were allowed to be there. I mean, LA doesn't really count, but like, his arena, his place that he wants to like place he wants to play for, like first game, like I expect great things. I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be exciting and super fun. Oh yeah. He he's never been phased by any type of crowd. I mean, been doing this pro stuff since he was fifteen years old. Yeah. Not afraid of the moment. And that's I think that's what makes him so good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that showed on his performance last night. Uh thirty seven points. Nine boards, nine assists. I mean, what are the Clippers going to do? Yeah, no idea. And Tim played great. Tim had 28. And he was six straight from three. Yeah, extremely efficient. Shot 64% from the field, 75% from three. He didn't shoot great at the free throw line, but he said, and I quote, and I quote, like, Right after his post game, he was talking exactly about how he needs to make more free throws. And I'm not going to say the quote because uh, it does curse. So uh, that's why I stopped myself there. Um, good man. Good man. Good man. Good man. Um, but yeah, it was a great team win. Um, Luca and Tim played phenomenal. Um, like Dorian, who had 18 in game one, had three points. Mm-hmm. And. He had some key assists, but it didn't really matter because we have guys all over the roster that can step up at any time and play great. Um, yeah, and I mean, KP had a little bounce back game this game too. You know, he had twenty points. He was shooting well, scoring well. Looked, I mean, he looked mobile. He looked good. So I, I only see room for improvement for him from here on out. Yeah, and I think one play that was extremely key. It's about two minutes, two seconds left in the fourth quarter. PG uh, or KP got switched on to PG. PG right, or KP stood his ground. PG took a step back three. But mm-hmm. if we give up a bucket there, it's a one possession game, whether it was a two or a three. So with that stop, we were able to go down, go get a bucket, and kind of take over the rest of the game and not look back. Um, so that was a great play from KP on the defensive end. He looked a lot more locked in, um, especially as the game went on. It seemed like he's really getting his, I don't know, his feet, his legs on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so that was good to see. For sure. And an interesting quote from him yesterday, uh, kind of talking about his role on the team. Uh, he, you know, he kind of admitted, like, yeah, we, we're running this through Luka. Um, you know, kind of just accepting his second option role, which I think everyone kind of knew. And I think even he kind of knew in his heart. But... It's good to see him acknowledge that, you know, Luke is the guy, and I know that. Yeah, and I don't doubt that there'll be games where KP's going to be elite. 
um, not just good or great, but elite, mm-hmm. and prove that he's very capable of being a number one option on a, uh, I'd say a playoff caliber team, not a contending team. Yeah. Um, but being a number one option on that team, and we haven't seen an elite game yet, and I fully expect to see a couple different elite games from KP this postseason. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And it, this was a great start compared to game one to now. Um, it seemed like he blew off some steam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I can't laughs> one no. Got a little uh, fine. <laughs> got a little fine for going to the club uh, on a Sunday. Went hey, to the club on a Sunday. Got fined fifty thousand dollars. At least it wasn't Sunday morning. I'll tell you what. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Um, also, Maxi had twelve points in the first. I think it was a. He had thirteen overall, but twelve in the first, five and five from the field. Um, hit some, hit a three or a couple threes. Uh, took it to the rack. Took people off the dribble. Got into the mid range. Hit some shots. Hit that three great. in Kawhi's face too. Yeah, I think it was like a. Yeah, you dunked on me, but like. Yeah, three is better than two. Three is better than two. Like I'm gonna play hard the entire time, and I love that he got some extra rest too. Um, and from that Great first game, second period, Maxie. he got some extended time off. So he I played really, was... really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just knows his role so good. Yeah, that's what makes this team great. You everyone know, like, knows. everyone knows their role, and they play with they play within their role extremely confident. Mm-hmm. And like Luca's not like if Luca doesn't score in a quarter, like he knows he's going to get his touches. He's not worried about that, and I think that's important oh, because yeah. he trusts the rest of the guys on the team to step up, and it gives it instills them the confidence that they need come postseason um, to implement it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we I like how we kind of won both of these games seeing just all the different defenses that and just seeing Luca thrive like seeing Luca thrive while that first game getting double teamed all over and he you know tonight he scored on eight different Clippers players so they had eight different people guarding him at least um and he's just giving it to all of them they they can't stop him and that's the most promising thing to see for me and I mean, when Luca dominates, everyone else eats too, because he's getting nine, ten, eleven assists every game as well. Yeah, and I think a stat that shows that, like, I don't know, the offense is just flowing, and that like they can't really stop when Luca's cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifteen of the eighteen threes we made were classified as wide open. That's crazy. So it's like you could say like, oh, like the Clippers are just great defensive team but Luca's torching him like Luke, picking Luke, him apart yeah his usage rate I don't know what it is but it's got to be over like 40 percent right now like oh, yeah. in this series um but that's the thing like if we hit and that's why we're shooting so well like we're taking open shots like it's mm-hmm. not like we're taking a ton of bad shots and like you ha- have to understand out of the 15 out of the 18 threes that were like we made that were open you know Luca takes contested threes all the time now, Luke is good enough to make them, so that's not an issue. But, like, guys like Dodo, Maxi, um, Jay Rich, like, them stepping into an open three compared to a, a contested three is vastly different because, like, NBA players make open shots. Like, if you've mm-hmm. ever seen one, like, in a gym, 
like practicing, they make open shots all the time. They're insanely good. Like they're insane to watch. Um, yeah. And you know, that's, uh, so yeah, whenever, I mean, whenever we're shooting really good like that, I mean, we shot 50 over 50% from three as a team, this game, um, you know, that the Clippers did not shoot that well. And whenever we outshoot our opponents from three, we're 35 and 0. That's ridiculous. That's an insane stat. Like, 35 and 0. We, like, with that and also the 20, now we're 29 and 0 after leading after the first quarter. Those are, like, two of the most insane stats. Yeah. I mean, like, 35 and 0 is almost half the season. Like, yeah, it's just, it's season. boggling to me that, like, we could shoot, like, 44% and the team could shoot 43% and we still win. And we win. I mean, we just, usually in games like that, because I think Luca is probably, Luca or Tim is our highest volume three point shooter. And most of that's coming from them. So, I mean, in those games that we see both of them shooting well, you know, everyone else is succeeding, you know, it's, it's going to lead to a win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, also, last little reaction. Um, Luca has had five total fourth quarter points in this series, and he still dropped 39 and 30. Um, 31. 31. Um, so he still dropped... 70 points, and he hasn't scored. And he scored five points in the four, two fourth quarters. So much uh, more room for improvement. Oops. Yeah. That's crazy. And Jalen Brunson was a leader, and he's off the bench with nine in the fourth quarter. And this past game, game two, Josh Richardson, off the bench was the fourth quarter fourth quarter leading scorer with nine. And just shows that, like, we're so versatile. Like, Luka doesn't have to do his damage all the time. And – if you start blitzing him and you start putting him in doubles, like he's going to make the right play. And it's just our guys are stepping up. And, I mean, that's why we're getting these wins. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, all of our guys are stepping up. A few podcasts ago, we were given uh, keys to success for the Mavs. And we, I think I said Dorian and Maxi were X-Factors. And I believe Max said that Tim and Josh were X-Factors. And all that's proven to be true. You know, the whole team right now is the X factor. You know, Dorian had a bad game. Not even a bad game. He had a good game on the defensive side. He just wasn't shooting well. And, you know, the game before, KP wasn't shooting well. But they picked up the slack for each other in either game. We're just having fun, dude. Like, the Luke, Mavs are Luke just having smiling, fun. hitting one-legged fadeaway threes. That was a ridiculous shot. Like... That's a horse. Yeah, as you said, that's a horse shot. Yeah, he's he's literally just playing horse. He's he's literally Smile. just toying with the Clippers. Like. All smiles. Um, so what do you what do you think of the Clippers' performance in game two? <laughs> they didn't play bad. They, I mean, Kawhi played great. He had over forty. Uh, I mean, I I even saw a little pandemic P talk, but he Paul George played good. Um, yeah. He just did shoot it well from the three-point line, but he had 28 points, 12 boards, six assists. Yeah, that's, that's more than his averages uh, in the yeah. regular season. I think for all those numbers, 
So he had a good game. He was given, trying to give Luca <laughs> trouble on defense, but didn't have much success. Dude, I, it just, like, PG and Kawhi played great. And I was like, when we were talking um, with our predictions, and we were asked, you asked me, like, why do you think the Clippers can win this series? I was like, if Kawhi goes out and proves he's, like, a top three player in the NBA, has he, he played phenomenal. He shot 67% from the field, 57% from three, 90% from the free throw line, had 41 points. 41 points. And PG, his running mate, shot over 50% from the field, even with a poor three-point shooting. Like, he got to the rack with ease. Um, Mm -hmm. And he had 28, and we still won. Like, it's, it's hard for me to look and see how Kawhi and Paul George will mirror those games over and over throughout the series. Not saying I wouldn't see them both putting together a performance like this again, but it's really hard to see how they'll do it consistently because Kawhi had 30 in the first half, 18 in the first quarter. And as the game went on, like we were talking about, he just doesn't have the legs. I think he's the only like 29-year-old I could look at and be like, yeah, he gets gassed. Mm-hmm. Like he really just doesn't have the legs. And it and all this talk about Kawhi on Luca, that wasn't evident throughout the game whatsoever. No. They didn't fight over screens. They just switched. It was the same thing that they just saw in game one. I almost thought Kawhi guarded him less this game. Yeah. Like I think I really think he did. I mean, Luca scored on him two or three times. And then other than that, I I'm not sure the possessions, but just based off of what I watch. It wasn't. It certainly <laughs> didn't lock him down uh, yeah. if he was guarding him. And like, please let him guard him every game if that's if that's what that's going to look like. Thirty nine, seven seven. Yeah, and the Clippers are always talking about how they just need to step it up on the defensive end. Like, it's not even the it's not the players. It's the coaching staff. Like, I have no idea what Tyron Lue's doing. Um. He's shook, honestly. Rondo played was plus thirteen and he only played eighteen minutes. Like, there's no reason he should be getting the least amount of minutes out of Reggie Jackson and Pat Bev. It's like, funny that their bench was plus and their starters were minus. Yeah. Paul George was a minus eighteen. Yeah, I think that uh that definitely attests like every time Kawhi came out. We dominated this game. Um, Dorian like, with the plus 17 for us. That's the highest. Yeah. So and I mean, like, three points and the highest plus minus. That just tells you who Dorian is. Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's a pit bull. Um, exactly. But yeah, I was very unimpressed with the way the Clippers came out. They kept the same starting five, they shot. Uh, 40% from three or technically 39.5%, but, um, their average is 41. So right Mm -hmm. around their season average, they shot 53% from the field, but in the first half they shot like 67%. Third quarter, they shot 39%. We went into the locker room and it was Carlisle making adjustments, Ty making adjustments. Carlisle won the battle Mm -hmm. and We've seen it consistently throughout the series. We both said that that's a huge matchup and that Carlisle is going to draw 
like run circles around Ty Lue, and I think that's what we're seeing. And it's I mean, embarrassing. It's, it is honestly. And like going back to the stat of like 15 of the 18 threes we made were wide open. Yeah, it's the flow of the game, but it's also sets. It's also plays. It's also like coaching that puts people in the right spot. Like if someone's like a like on the wing, not the corner, like that's going to make a difference. Like who's there, who's not. And it's like, that's also kind of a chemistry thing. Cause I mean, you can have a team full of all-star defenders, but if you're going to have a million different lineups throughout the whole regular season and then try to throw the bunch together for playoffs and expect them to know, to know each other, have chemistry, you know, every, every defense that's really good is a defense that's played together a lot of minutes mm-hmm. and they're just they're not wanting to work hard for each other on defense like if if someone's got an open three then they're just going to stand there let him shoot it hope he m- misses it get the rebound instead of trying to get out there you know just to get a little bit of a contest on the shot alter it in any way you can and they just don't look like they're playing for each other yeah um yeah and like I, their rotations just to me are so confusing like Sergio Baca was their starting center um until he got hurt and I don't think he's not the same Sergio Baca that we've seen but he played five, five minutes five minutes like Terrence Mann played 15 minutes and he didn't play a single first half minute I just what are you doing you're gonna like, you can't switch the lineups every in playoff games like that, you, there's got to be continuity. I just don't understand. Yeah, and like, they, I don't know, Zubac was a minus 16. Um, he can't stay on the floor, and he started. Minus 16 in 21 minutes. And we saw Zubac get taken advantage of, and Tyloo did nothing about it. Like, he no. played him the majority of the first half. You know, LeBron and like, ain't here to lead the team anymore, Tyloo. Yeah. Gotta step up. You've got to, and I hated his quote. I'll be frank. I hated his quote about how if they steal one in the AAC, then they are fine, which they have to, or the series is over. <laughs> you, yeah. Are you like, saying you're okay with going down 3 1? He's how about he trying to steal both. He literally said the Mavs have to win four games, and we have to win <laughs> four games. No, the Mavs have to win two games. Yeah. You have to win. Four. We already won two. Yeah. Um, and like Paul George said, there's no pressure that he's confident. There's no worries. Which a player's going to say that, but just lying through your teeth, my God. Yeah. Um, you just can't guard him. You can't do anything. They're going to just have to outscore us. They're, they're not going to be able to shut us down. I think we're going to be scoring. We're going to have a high offensive pace each game. Good offensive rating. They're just going to have to shoot better than us to stop us. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and I just... I, I definitely see him grabbing a game in this mm. series, but I just maybe even two. Their guys um, might outplay us one game, but they're not going to outcoach us. Luke is going to k- keep killing them. I think their role players just have to outshoot our role players, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Tim is on fire. Dorian can get hot, as we've seen. I mean, if you think about it, Luca and Tim are canceling out Kawhi and PG. Yeah. And you look up and down the roster of the both teams, 
do you take Marcus Morris, Pat Bev, Zubach, Reggie Jackson, Rondo, Batum, and Abaka? Or do you take Dodo, Maxi, KP, Josh Richardson, Jalen Brunson, Willie, Dwight Powell, Melly? The yeah. The I mean Brunson and Tim Hardaway both both of them got six man of the year votes. Yeah, fourth and, and fifth. They I mean Tim is Tim has not only obtained, but he has snatched the starting spot. I don't yeah. I don't think that's gonna change no again. No. I think Josh is going to be on the bench, honestly, unless there's major improvements. Not in this playoffs, maybe next season. Yeah, I just also think Tim loves starting. He's talked about it before. Mm-hmm. He talks he on the JJ Reddick's podcast. He talked about how he really plays for the fans. Like he really loves seeing people like cheer for him, and like that affects him. Um, like it, it gives him that like extra boost. Uh, but he also talked about how he's okay with coming off the bench because he's shown, or Dallas has shown that they appreciate him and they understand mm-hmm. like him coming off the bench and like they'll give him standing ovations when he comes off the court um, and stuff, little things like that. And for a shooter um, who's playing the best ball he's ever played in his life, I think that's important. Definitely, um, in his confidence. Yeah. With that being said, you want to move into what are you looking forward to in these next few games um, at the For AC? Sure. So, I'm with fans. It's going to be rocking. It's it's going to be essentially full. Um, I think it's going to be banging. I hope I hope Dirk finds his way to that game. I mean, that'll be home. Found his way to an LA game. Yeah, it's a it's a sellout crowd. I was listening oh, yeah. to a podcast today. Um, back to a sellout crowd. Hopefully, we keep that streak going. Because um, I don't know if anybody remembers um, the 2011 run, but even if you just go look it up on YouTube, like Dirk makes a bucket, like a layup on a, I don't know, or like a fadeaway, the whole crowd stands up. Like oh, it's yeah. an electric atmosphere. Get into um, it. Everyone loves the Mavs. MFFLs is what we got. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we got two games at home. We're playing the way we're playing. I think it, at the least we split, if not take it both to sweep them. I think us sweeping them is more likely than them taking both of these games. Same, same. I, I just don't know if the Clippers are mentally strong enough. Like, if I had to no. pick one team, the my least favorite playoff team, um, Granted, there's it's difficult because of the talent disparity in some of the series, like Boston and the Celtics. But like the Clippers are have, are, have more talent than the Mavs, um, at least on paper. They don't show it on the court, but on yeah, paper, yeah. they have a lot. The better of Better team comes out for playoffs. Yeah, the better team does, and it's like matchups and stuff. But like, I don't trust the Clippers whatsoever. They've lost five straight playoff games no. dating back to last year. They blew a three-one lead to the Nuggets. Um, when they had home court advantage, like, I mean, this, this other team has a three time champ, three time finals MVP on it. This isn't like, there's, there's not the excuse we can use right now. They're unexperienced. This team, they've, they've been together there. They've had a lot of time and they blew it last year. And that was their last shot. 
Yeah, their average age is like 31. Like, they're yeah. a very veteran team. I would not be surprised if they had the most, some of the most experience in the league. I mean, besides take LeBron out because, you know, he's played for so long. But, yeah. I mean, Rondo, Kawhi, Paul George. Serge Ibaka. Reggie, Reggie Jackson's been in the playoffs on Detroit, even though he never won. But Yeah. Like, Paul George has been in the playoffs pretty much every year in his career. Yeah. Ibaka's got a championship. Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi's ever missed the playoffs. Um, Batum's been in the playoffs. But you, you know who I totally forgot played on their team till just now? Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even scratched the court. No, he's not going to. I mean, imagine him getting switched on to Luca. He's gonna have to throw a punch. Yeah, but like, when you realize it's not working, do you not just try something? <laughs> I, if you're going to play Serge Ibaka five minutes, why not give Cousins five minutes? Like Cousins, well, he's not a bad offensive player. Let him just go take two fouls. Let him go. Yeah, like, him, if you're a Clippers. Don't like, listen don't, to this. Yeah, Clippers fans, listen. turn this off. Turn this off immediately. But, like, sit him out there for three minutes. Give, tell him, go take two hard fouls. Go hit Luka out of the air. Yeah, go, go shoot a three. Although I would not like that. Yeah, I'd I'd come to Boogie's house and find him. I'd, I'd take care of him <laughs> if he did that. You hear that, Boogie? Yeah, if you're listening, um, we're gonna get our most loyal follower, JJ Barea. Yeah, you totally off topic, but you think JJ's ever listened to this? You think he sees our tweets? Yeah, he DMs me. <laughs> um, you know, JJ. Hey, JJ. Um, okay. So we both think that the Mavs will at least split. We definitely don't see at the least. Clips taking both. But what do the Clips need to do to make it a series? What changes um, or just like overall, what do you think they need to uh, They just They got to shoot like crazy. I think their bench play needs to improve. Um, I, I think the guys they're running with is the guys they need to be running with. But just except for Zubats. <laughs> Yeah. I think they just have to find who they can keep on the floor to just contain Luca. I mean, because you're not going to stop him. Just mm-hmm. contain. Just make him work hard. Yeah. Or, I mean, I think you got to find a way to slow down Tim too, because Tim's cooked yeah. him also. I would. I'm going to be shocked to see. I would, or I wouldn't be shocked to see Paul George start on Tim Hardaway Jr. next game. Yeah. Um, Kawhi on Luca, Paul George on Tim Hardaway. It just opens stuff up for Dodo. Like you're gonna have to mm-hmm. if you're starting Pat Bev, or honestly, whatever point guard you start, it's gonna take Dodo. And you're gonna have to have like Marcus Morris on Maxi. He'll have to or, take KP. Yeah, right? and then Serge or, or Zubats on Maxi. On Maxi, and then who's left on Dorian? It'd be the point guard or whoever their fifth starter, their point guard. Reggie, that game is Pat Bev, who doesn't belong, who does should not play one more minute of this series, probably. No, no uh, not he's, <laughs> he's, I mean, guys, he he's three not, points. He's not the Houston Rockets, Patrick Beverly anymore. This is yeah, this is 30, old, 34 year old Patrick Beverly. He can't stay on the floor. He's not a potent shooter. He's not going to bring you back into a game. He's get him off the floor. But, like, I know earlier, real quick, we talked about how Maxi had 12 points in the first. They had Zubac on Maxi at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Maxi took advantage. Like, 
it's not just that like Luca's taking advantage of these matchups. It's that the Mavs are taking advantage of these matchups. Yeah, like we're confident. The, the Clippers haven't figured out how to stop all five of us. You know, like I no doubt if they wanted to throw five guys at Luca, they're gonna stop Luca. You know, but like it's just gonna like you obviously can't do that. But like we're just taking advantages of each matchup. Like it matters so much and it doesn't seem like the Clippers have put the importance of I don't know, defense and what the matchup looks like. Like I think they're like, oh, we have to stop like Tim Hardaway, Luca, and KP. Wait, oh, we're just gonna throw Zubac on Kleba. Mm-hmm. Maxi Kleba scores twelve in the first. It's quick. He he drove by and had a dunk. Yeah. Um so yeah. Up. I just their bench yeah. might to improve. Like Clippers got a lot of changes they need to make. You know, they coaching needs to step up, needs to get them involved because if they lose this next game, go down three oh, it's night night. Goodbye. I yeah. don't we're not dropping four. Four with two games at home after. Yeah. So I, if they want to win this next game, they have to do they got to look at what they did to us when they beat us in the regular season and just figure something out or they're sunk. Yeah, they shot better than us is what happened. Yeah. You know, like it's it's what they got to do. And one thing I'd like to add, last thing, is like um, if you look at their team, probably Marcus Morris is like what they expect, like a top four player, top four scorer. Um did you know he was ranked second behind Joe Harris and shooting efficiency from three? Yeah. Percentage. And I do remember that. He's not the same Marcus Morris that no. we saw in the regular season. And I think that attests to defense. I think that I mean, he fouled out, fouled out last game. He just doesn't look like he's having a serious – and it doesn't really look like he's that invested. Like He's invested on D – but, like, his offense, he's just so indecisive, and I think that's hurting him. Like, I saw Ty Lue said he had a quick nosebleed in game one, and it threw off his rhythm. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, you serious? And he comes back and shoots 33% in game two. And it's like, okay. Yeah, they just, they got a lot to figure out. Yeah. They got two days to do it, too, because Mavs are playing on Friday at 8.30. Mm-hmm. Go up. 3 you know, two one, not ideal, but still ahead, still moving. We got another home game right yeah. after. If we lose game three, it's no reason for any Mavs fans to panic. Nope. Yeah. Even Playing if it, even if the series goes two two, I'd like to reiterate, no reason to panic. We just won we don't both prefer. games at their house. That yeah. should give you all the confidence in the world. Yeah. Um, I could. And you also have to think you don't have to. Sw- we don't have to sweep this team. Like this could still be a series. If they grab one on the road, three one going to L A. Let's say they grab it, but then we have another home game and then another chance in L A. So it's a long series. Um, don't get too high on the up. Don't get too high. Don't get too low on the ups and downs um, for either side of the fan base. Unless you're a Clippers fan, you should be in full panic mode. Um. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, something yeah uh if you're watching the game friday uh look around section 103 um you'll see me at the game uh might paint my body haven't decided yet uh so we'll see get some pictures 
Absolutely will do. Wish you could be there, my guy. I know. Mac will be there, but I will not, unfortunately. But anyways, we will catch you guys after game three. Keep you updated on there. Go be sure to check out our Twitter at AllInOneDallas. That's all in one word. AllInOneDallas. We'll be tweeting daily, tweeting at the games, keeping you updated. You know, maybe you can't watch the game. Just turn turn those notifications on. We got you. We'll keep you um, Keep the notifications on for a follower of the week. Um, oh, that is right. Follow of the week will be Friday. It'll um, be announced Friday. There might also be a little giveaway. Um, so keep that in mind. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ears open. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, and we'll catch you next time.